Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Thanks for joining us today on The Clark Howard Show. You know, our mission is to serve you with information that empowers you to make better financial decisions in your life. I want to talk about pricing in the marketplace now. And the big are getting bigger and stronger. I want to talk to you about how retail right now in the U.S. is so heavily a two-horse race. And later, two things that are becoming harder and harder to afford, homeowners and auto insurance. You know, we've seen the trend where you can get free one-on-one advice, our Team Clark Consumer Action Center, that the number of people calling with frustration about being able to get homeowners insurance, being able to afford it, what's happening with their auto insurance premiums, all the rest. We're going to talk about that later and what things you need to know proactively instead of just reactively with auto and homeowners. But I want to talk to you about something that a survey reported on in Kiplinger that compared the prices of 14,000 items, found that Amazon and Walmart were the exact same price on 70% of them, on the other 30%, some Amazon was cheaper, some Walmart was cheaper. But the thing that was so really stunning, and they did not compare the warehouse clubs in this mix because the warehouse clubs use a different business model. They stock a very small number of items and generally sell them cheaper than anybody else, but you have very limited selection with Walmart physical stores, walmart.com, amazon.com, you've got this wide breadth of items you can get. And their prices at the two of them compared to 12 other traditional big retailers, their prices were just so much better. I mean, so much better. Now, I do such a big percent of my retail at two warehouse clubs. I was a member of BJ's Wholesale, but found I didn't use the regional warehouse club. I didn't go. So I discontinued my membership, but I shop a lot at Costco and Sam's. I automatically think of the two of them for anything I'm going to buy. Recently, I needed to buy a really good stud finder because we were hanging a heavy painting on the wall. I couldn't use just any old stud finder, and so I was reading reviews and all that. I ended up buying the stud finder from Sam's Club rather than from the two usual suspects, Home Depot and Lowe's, because theirs were so much more expensive for like quality what I was able to get from Sam's. Do you do the thing with the stud finder where you like put it on yourself and pretend it's beeping? No, I never do that because I know I'm not a stud. (laughs) I'm way too old. That one never gets old for me. Really? I just think it's hilarious. Okay. I never thought of that. (laughs) Anyway. 
Do it in front of Lane. Thank you. Get your stud finder. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Look, it's beeping. <laughs> I love it. I wonder if she'd laugh at that. I think she would. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because she'd be, Clark, get back over here. We got to hang this painting thing. Up. This yeah. thing's heavy. I found the stud. It's me. <laughs> but the thing with retail, even taking what I just said, if you take a Walmart, you take Amazon, who owns Sam's Club? Walmart. Costco now is, I think, the third largest retailer in the world. That if it's just about price, these four, I guess you'd call them three and a half companies since Walmart owns Sam's as well, they have come to dominate so much market share in the U.S. because their pricing is so much better. Now, I've shared with you with Amazon that you need to understand the Amazon system that 70% approximately of what you buy at Amazon is not Amazon merchandise. They are just acting as a storefront and fulfillment house. Maybe they inventory, they package, they ship, they deliver. So Amazon is a little different because if you go into Walmart, obviously everything you're buying, you're buying from Walmart. Walmart.com though is a hybrid mix just like Amazon.com. And a lot of the sellers are not Walmart sellers. When I go to Walmart and Amazon both, and I'm buying an item outside of like a high volume category, on both, I go and I click Amazon only as a seller on Amazon, Walmart only on Walmart. Because I don't know what the UFOs are I'd be buying from. And then I'll go back if I don't find what I'm looking for at a good price, I go back and I add in other sellers. And that's the steps I follow. But it is a problem for traditional retailers. The only traditional retailer in any category that showed up really well compared to price-wise, we're only talking price here, to Amazon and Walmart was Chewy. You ever use Chewy? I've used it in the past, yes. So we use Chewy for our pets. I want to use Aldi and Lidl for our pets because the two German supermarkets put so much effort into stuff for pets. But my wife loves Chewy and uh, she's really happy with their service and their prices. But they're the only big, what used to be known as category killers. Because the people in there, we had Home Depot, Lowe's, had the big sporting goods players, electronics, all that. And I'm telling you, Walmart and Amazon, bam, they own the market price-wise in category after category. We're not even talking about independent sellers. We're just talking about big players. All right. Well, speaking of Amazon, Joseph in Tennessee wrote in and said, I had a recent encounter with a certain company. Let's call them Scamazon. My 15-year-old son saved up his Christmas and birthday money and wanted to buy a refurbished Apple Watch. He located the refurbished one he wanted to purchase on the website and called me to into his room. His non-signed-in cost was $298.98 with a $20 shipping fee. I looked up the product to purchase it using my Prime account, and the cost was increased by $20, bringing the total to $318.98 with quote-unquote free shipping. Same product, same seller. Now this product is not being sold by Amazon. Sorry, Scamazon, so I half expect it. I just thought you might be able to make your callers aware that the Prime deals aren't always a Prime deal. Yeah, so now we're back to that roughly 70% of items being sold on Amazon being sold by third-party sellers. So if they participate in allowing you to use the free shipping on Prime, 
often they will, quote unquote, adjust the price up just as your son experienced. And I've learned something else to do. When it says who the third party seller is, I don't know if you've ever tried this. I go to the website of the third party seller, not from the link in Amazon. Mm -hmm. I go Google, find that third party seller and wonder of wonder, miracles of miracles. What do I see over and over again? The item is quite a bit cheaper buying it direct from the third party seller and paying whatever shipping charge they may have in total than buying it from Amazon because they're having to pay so much money to Amazon for doing the behind the scenes work. Then you have the risk of if the third party seller that you're now buying direct from doesn't follow through, takes your money, doesn't deliver the item, you're a bad customer, no service, you don't have the Amazon behemoth to fall back on. Cynthia in Hawaii says you might want to advise your viewers that some gift cards are actually bank cards. <sighs> My friend sent me a bank card. You have to register and give your social security number, address, date of birth, etc., in order to activate the card. Each transaction is a dollar and fifty cent charge, and you cannot go over the amount of the card, even if you can pay the difference. Okay, that's unusual that you'd have a dollar fifty transaction fee using a bank card. I would have thrown the card away, but it was worth $100. I was unable to reach anybody via the phone. Now I want all my information deleted from their system. When the card was purchased, it did not clearly state that it was not a gift card. I just want your, your audience to be aware of this issue. Okay, so I was at lunch with my oldest child. I had received one of these gift cards. I forget if it was a Visa or MasterCard gift card. I go to use it. And it was declined. So I don't know if somebody's already stolen the money from it. I've not paid attention to it yet to figure it out. But Rebecca was just laughing. She thought it was the funniest thing ever that I'd gotten this as a gift. And it was declined. And it was for less than the supposed money on the card. I mean, the the gift card thing, and particularly the ones tied into a bank that fee you to death, This area is a a big, big problem that has led to so much thievery. Stealing people's money is a terrible problem, and the banks have made it really easy for criminals to steal the money from these cards. And the retailers have had a big problem with their own gift cards with the money being stolen before a recipient can use them. And if you get a card like that, um, a lot of people have suggested you can go on actually Amazon and you could buy a gift card for, I guess, in that case, it would be $98.50 for a retailer that you might use. If Then you could go and use But then who knows if that retailer's card is not going to be looted and emptied before you try to use it. This is an area, particularly with the, with the crummy bank-issued ones that have the Visa MasterCard logo or American Express logo. If you get $50, $100 from someone... Use it right away for something you know you're going to have to do. Let's say there's a bill that you can pay by credit card. Just use that card, get it cleaned out, and be done with it, and stop all the fees. The funny thing with this card, so you got this thing, yo, great, you got this gift. And the first thing it says, this card is subject to inactivity fees that could wipe out the value of the card. Well, what a wonderful gift to receive. Not at all. Brandy in Missouri says, in your recent podcast, you talked about intentionally not spending any money for a specific amount of time to go on a budget diet slash fast. 
I've done this for years. I designate one day per week to not spend any money at all. I call it no spend Saturday or Sunday or no shopping Saturday or Sunday, no money Monday, no tender Tuesday or Thursday, no wages Wednesday or no funds Friday. I will write the catchphrase on my calendar to remember and make sure I have enough gas and food so I don't have to spend anything on that day. It really has helped me to control my spending. Brandy, I love all the alliteration with all the naming. (laughs) This is so my kind of thing because you've done what I talk about and you've made it so catchy. And Brandy, as you found it works for you, I don't know anybody that doesn't work for. That if you cordon off a day a week or two days a week or uh, a week of a month where you do not shop, And now we have to say that means online as well as physical stores. It will stun you how much money stays in your life. It's crazy. Opportunity creates financial hazard. Being out there and about in a store or a shopping center or whatever creates spending. And if you know you need to get more money staying in your life, Try it. So which one do you want of these phrases? Do you want no spend Saturday or Sunday? No shopping Saturday or Sunday? No money Monday? No tender Tuesday? No tender Thursday? No wages Wednesday? No funds Friday? I love them all. Whichever one catches your imagination, you say, that's the day I'm not going to spend Go for it. My friend Jen that you know, Clark, recently um, was inspired by this and suggested to her husband and two kids that they do a no-spend month in February. And how do you think that went over? Uh, Well, there's... (laughs) They stared at her at first with just blank faces. She said they were just like, what? There's only 29 days in February. I know, it's a good month to do it. So so I would have said to Jen, she asked me, I said, Jenny, you know, do... One day a week that, because you're asking too much of people who aren't invested in this to just kill off all spending in a whole month. You know, you always start in baby steps. So go back to them and say, okay, I get it. You didn't like no spend February. How about no spend Thursday or something like that? A midday day of the week, Wednesday. No wages No wages Wednesday. You don't spend money on Wednesdays, and you'll find you can adjust to a day of the week you don't spend, and it'll be stunning how much money is not spent. It doesn't just go to another day. You just actually spend less money. Coming up ahead, you're going to need to spend less money like we're talking about because the home and auto insurance companies are charging such big premium increases, just enormous premium increases and you got to know your strategies for dealing with that apple card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card you earn up to three percent daily cash on every purchase every day that's three percent on your favorite products at apple two percent on all other apple card with apple pay purchases and one percent on anything you buy with your titanium apple card or virtual card number visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. 
identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks, and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. The homeowner and auto insurance market, I'm not telling you anything if you've already received a cancel notice or a non-renewal, as they like to call it in the industry, on your homeowners, or you've seen these big increases. And Allstate, just as I told you last year, is doing these very, very, very large increases around the country. Allstate underwrote poorly. They made very poor underwriting decisions on both auto and homeowners, and Allstate's been losing billions. And so they are charging at renewal in states that permit, which most do, increases that it's not at all unusual to see a 40% premium increase. Then for homeowners, we know the usual suspects, the state of Florida and other coastal areas along the Gulf Coast and a little bit uh, along the Atlantic, particularly the state of North Carolina, parts of South Carolina, people are having a lot of trouble with their homeowners getting canceled or non-renewed. But now, now in state after state around the country, insurers are now doing it by zip code. I saw a story in the Wall Street Journal about how many people in places that historically had not had these problems are getting non-renewed or they're buying a house and then they have trouble finding homeowner's insurance for it because the insurers are like, uh, we're not on a mission to go out of business. And the claims level because of increasing storm activity and the calamitous losses the industry suffered. I saw a chart in this Wall Street Journal story about the losses insurers are suffering. Just last year, insurers lost 32 billion bucks collectively, 32 billion on writing insurance. The last year they even were marginally profitable was in 20. And 22 insurers lost 26 billion collectively. They're like, hey, this isn't working for us. And so they're leaving entire areas or they're becoming very difficult to do business with in smaller areas. And the losses the last two years to weather, you know, this isn't the net loss, this is the losses, $150 billion each year the last two years. And you go back even 10 years ago and prior, the losses were so, so much smaller year after year, one-sixth of what they are now. So we are in a time, I'm not going to get into the whole political thing about is this because of climate change or anything like that. I don't have to get into that. The fact is, the claims are going up for whatever reason, and let's just leave it at that. And then what's happened the last few years is auto's been in the mix too because of all the disruptions to supply chain that happened during COVID. And so when an insurer was having to pay off for an accident, particularly a total vehicle, the cost of that payout to their own insured or to other party if their insured was at fault for a totaled car was so much higher because of the shortage of used cars 
led to the big run-up in what they were having to pay out. And then when they were repairing a car, because of the part shortages, the time they were having to have an insured in a rental car or the other party in a rental car, and the time to repair and the cost of repair way up. So there is a legitimate problem right now in the homeowner and auto insurance business for the insurers that then in turn creates a problem for you and me. And when you're buying a house, you want to make sure that you can afford and get affordable homeowner's insurance for that home because the costs have gone up so much. People buying condominiums in Florida or living in condominiums in Florida are finding that the monthly association dues are having to go up quite a bit because of how much the association is having to pay for the association portion of the condominium insurance that you have to have. This is a cyclical problem. So all I've told you is problem. So where do you and I fit? This is a train wreck and it's coming at us. So how do we not get hurt as badly? Because that's what we're talking about here. I can't prevent it. I can only tell you how to not get hurt as badly. Number one, don't do what we keep getting calls from people about in our Team Clark Consumer Action Center. I'm thinking of, I own my home free and clear, which about a fantastic about third of people do. So the homeowner's insurance is so expensive, I think I'm just going to go without. Bad idea. Bad idea. Because if you have a catastrophic loss at your home, you lose what you spent all those years building up the asset of owning your home free and clear. It gets wiped out. That value is wiped out. But that's not even the biggest problem for somebody who owns your home free and clear, not carrying homeowner's insurance. Something that came up on a podcast last week is the liability risk. Somebody gets hurt on your property and you get sued and you have no insurance. You could get wiped out or severely impacted, maybe even forced into a bankruptcy after you've spent a lifetime building up all these assets. You don't want to take that level of risk. So you at least want to have a policy with extremely high deductibles, but enough liability insurance to protect yourself. And you do not file claims. If you're facing a higher premium, take higher deductibles. And the only purpose of that homeowner's insurance, the only purpose is catastrophic loss, period. If you have a mortgage on your home, there may be a limit to how much of a deductible you can have. So you have to talk to the mortgage lender and find out what the maximum you can have your deductibles. But that makes you a lower risk profile to your insurer. When they see you're taking that high deductible, you're looked at differently because they don't have to worry that you're going to be trying to file claims. As high as you can afford, if you own your home free and clear, take that high deductible. They're more likely to renew you. They're more likely to write that policy, even in higher risk areas. Otherwise, you get stuck with the insurer of last resort that states have had to establish. On auto, highest deductible, if you have a loan, highest deductible your lender will permit 
that gets you to a price break point. And on auto, you can still shop around. Shop the auto market to look for the best deal you can get. Most people never shop their auto insurance. As you face renewal, shop it. Krista? Kim in Georgia says, I have $20,000 in savings and I want to know if it's best to keep that in savings or pay off my vehicle that is roughly $15,000. I believe the loan is, that's what's left on the loan. And then invest the current monthly payment for retirement. Interesting question. No, I don't want you, I, from the way you worded your question, it appears that 20 is what you have in savings. Mm-hmm. If that is the ceiling of what you have in savings, I don't want you to use 15 of it to pay off a loan because then your savings is down to five grand. And I could see you taking 10 grand of the 20, have a $10,000 cushion that could carry you for a while with your expenses. You get your loan way down and then you'd pay it off much quicker, owing 5K on it instead of 15. But I don't want you to get your cushion that you've worked so hard to build up to 20 grand. I don't want you to wipe three quarters of it out. Now, the idea you said of when you get the car paid off, putting money towards retirement, gotta love that because you both have a rainy day account, but you also need to have money for retirement. Don't know what's available to you where you work. If your employer offers a 401k, that's the easiest because the money automatically comes out or set up a Roth IRA when you are ready to do that and have contributions be automatic every month so that you are in the habit of is almost like one of your bills. One of your bills is to pay into saving for retirement in a tax-free Roth IRA. And if you need to know how Roths work, go to Clark.com and read my simple guide to Roth IRAs. E in North Carolina says, what do you think of the Acorn app? I always have a hard time answering questions about the Acorn app. Uh, The Acorn app is a method of forced savings. You go to buy something and they round things up and the rounded money goes into savings, ultimately investments. But it has fees involved that start at $36 a year. So if you're going to spend $36 a year for an app, that gets you in the habit of saving money, and that's the low-level fee, it has to be something where you've just never been able to create the habit, and the Acorn app pushes you into doing something that you know you need to do, you just can't get around to it. And an alternative to the Acorns app is that you set up automatic money every paycheck going into savings every pay period. It can be a small amount. I like for you to start at one cent of every dollar you make. And you're creating a habit, which is the same idea of using the Acorn app, but then you don't have the $36 or more annual fee. If you want to know the nuts and bolts of Acorn, we have a review of it, Acorns, on Clark.com. John in New York says, why doesn't Clark ever say anything about TrackPhone? I have had it for years at a fraction of the cost of others. TrackPhone is a Verizon brand, one of Verizon's many, many, many sub-brands of cell phone service. I don't talk about TrackPhone because it's too complicated. There are, what are there, 15, 20 different 
track phone plans, something like that. There's a lot of different ones. They need to simplify. You know, you get to a point where it's too complicated. And Verizon learned that with its discount brand Visible, which we talked about last week or week before last week, I mm-hmm. guess. The Visible has been doing this New Year's special that's ultra cheap for the next two years. And it's just really simple. You buy the, they have two plans. You buy this plan or that plan. And TrackPhone is too hard to explain. It has certain parts of the market that TrackPhone serves very well, particularly people who are looking for a phone only for minimal emergency use. And then they have some regular plans that people do like, but they've they've gone to way too much choice, way too much complexity. Uh, you're on Verizon, the whole thing. It's just another of the many, many Verizon discount brands. And if it's working for you, that's great. I talked recently about how we cover streaming so well on Clark.com, but this is one of those beats that we really are all over. And so we do compare, we have track phone review, but we compare all the plans and it's kept up to date by Dallas, our phenomenal writer at Clark.com slash best phone plans. Not the city of Dallas, that's her name. Clark.com slash best phone plans, and we'll link that in the show notes. Yeah, so we do cover a lot of brands that people know little about or have never heard of. Like I'm testing one right now for us. It is a prepaid and it's worked very well so far. Teaser, my plan I'm on right now is $5 a month. It has been very reliable so far. This is an area that people spend too much on and it's hard to figure out. And that's why we spend so much of our resources keeping you up to date on what modern technology subscriptions cost and how to get that cost down. So I'm really glad for you that TrackPhone has worked really well for you. And thank you so much for joining us today. Do something today to save more or spend less. And definitely don't allow anybody to rip you off. 